Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Oh My Allergies podcast. This is your hostess with the mostest, Valencia. And if you are new here, the Oh My Allergies podcast is a podcast about all things allergies. Whether you have food allergies, seasonal allergies, skin allergies, or even your pet has allergies, Oh My Allergies is a safe space for discussions for those that need a bit of advice and support from someone who understands their struggle. Let's learn how to navigate life and learn how to thrive with our allergies together. Hey guys, welcome back to the Oh My Allergies podcast. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure that you stop, drop, roll, and rate and leave a review on the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, which our Instagram handle is at Oh My Allergies, and keep on sharing the pod with people you know and don't know. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking all about whether you can actually be allergic to Christmas trees. I know that's something that most people probably wouldn't think of when they're thinking of December and Christmas time and Christmas cheer and all the things, but I thought that this would be such an interesting thing to talk about now that like everyone is in full-on Christmas mode. You know, people are putting up their Christmas lights, they're purchasing Christmas trees, they're decorating their homes, things of the sort. So I thought that would be such a great timed podcast episode to have it where I talk about whether or not you can actually be allergic to Christmas trees. So before I get into today's episode topic, you guys know I got to talk about what's been going on. December guys I am so excited about this month being December because a it's my favorite time of year I just love the month of December and it's not only because it is my birthday month but just because I just love the whole atmosphere of December you know being able to do wintry things even though you can only do so much in the state of Georgia but I just love the atmosphere. I love seeing the Christmas lights, people decorating their homes and being able to watch like some really decent, realistic Christmas movies, but like really like firm on like the realistic. I say this because I'm not really that big of a fan of the Hallmark movies. I think it has to do with the fact of how predictable that they are. But I like watching the Lifetime movies. One of my favorite movie series for the Christmas time is the Merry Little Christmas series. And they recently just came out with Merry Little Christmas Baby. And it was such a good movie. It stars Kelly Rowland. And it's such a really great movie series. They have Merry Little Christmas, Merry Little Christmas Wedding, and then Merry Little Christmas Baby. Fingers crossed that they're going to do another one because the Merry Little Christmas Baby movie was such a good movie. But like I said, I just love this time of year and I'm really excited, especially like I said, it is my birthday this month and I'm even more excited than I normally am about my birthday just because I couldn't do anything for my birthday last year, not only because of lockdown and everything, but because I got injured and I wasn't allowed to literally do anything and I was just at such a low point 
during that time last year because of it. So I am very excited of being able to actually do things and feel a little bit more like myself again. In terms of what's been going on with me, well, I recently saw the movie Shang-Chi on Disney Plus. 11 out of 10, highly recommend, really enjoyed the movie really just from the beginning to the end, highly thinking about rewatching this movie, which does not even sound like myself. Anyone who knows me knows I am not a fan of reruns. The minute that I remember that I've seen, whether it's an episode before or a movie before, I am immediately disinterested in the movie. But this is a movie that I can add to my short list of movies and TV show episodes that I can rewatch it again and actually be excited and be attentive into rewatching it again. Um, So I've really been into like trying to watch and find new things to watch on a Disney Plus. So if you have any suggestions on different shows or movies to be able to watch on Disney Plus, definitely send us a message on the Oh My Allergies podcast Instagram, which is at Oh My Allergies, just because I am in a TV watching mood and really am trying to find the good gems. I was watching the uh, remake of that TV show, that Neil Patrick Harris did when he was a kid. I want to say it was called Doogie Hauser, but they did a reboot of it and it's actually starring a girl this time and it's taking place in Hawaii. And so I started watching that show. I forget the name of the show. It's really just not coming to me. But I started watching that show and then stopped watching it. But now I kind of want to get back into watching that show again. So I am going to start watching that again. But if you guys have any other shows to recommend or any movies to recommend, please send them my way because I am trying to get on a Disney Plus kick, try to find new things to watch. Um, What else has been going on with me? Oh, my pockets have been crying because I have been Christmas shopping. I actually bought myself the big Nintendo Switch for my birthday slash Christmas. And I also just got Just Dance 2022. So I am excited to open those up and to be able to play that specific game because it really just takes me back to like years and years and years ago when I would be super excited to play Just Dance, all the iterations of it on my Nintendo Wii and would be able to play that with my family and have it where I would get like so into it because I grew up dancing as a kid and going to the dance classes for all various genres of dance styles. And so I would love Just Dance and being able to really get into the moves and I would be that family member that would get into it so much but so much energy in it and then I would see like my cousins like just use their wrist with the Wii remote because they didn't want to put that much effort into it and then I'm like doing the dance moves full out and I'm like yeah I'm crushing it I'm doing it and then my family members are like why are you putting that much effort into it so and then there was another game I played on the Wii it was the Michael Jackson dance experience highly recommend that game that game is so much fun And then on my Xbox 360, I played the hip hop dance experience. I got that as a gift for, I think, my birthday once. Highly recommend that game. That's a really good dance game. And to me, those two games kind of take Just Dance to like the next level in terms of difficulty, in terms of their dances. I feel like now, like more recently, the iterations of Just Dance have gotten a lot more 
difficult because Just Dance was looked at one of those games. It's like, oh, like you do it with your family. It's supposed to be fun. You do it with your friends. It's supposed to be fun. You can put as much energy as you want to into those dances. But like, you know, it's it's one of those little like games where like you can put energy into it, but like you don't have to put in a lot of energy into it to be able to have fun. So I just... When I got that game, it kind of really just took me down memory lane of like all of the different dance games that I would like just get and would be super excited to like play. And so I haven't really been playing those types of games for some years now. So I am super excited to get back into uh, playing those games and having a home console and things like that that but speaking of my pockets crying my dog has been going to the doctors again to do tests on a variety of things you know for her allergies suspected UTIs all of the things and I'm just like oh my gosh like I understand that you are five now but like let's let's get to the part where you're healthy and like we don't have to keep going to the vet so I mean it could be a lot worse So I'm very thankful that it's things that can easily be managed and fixed. So I'm very thankful for that because I know there's so many dog owners out there that they deal with a lot more expensive vet bills and things like that because going to the vet could be pretty expensive, especially when it comes to medicine and things like that. Um, So I've been dealing with that and that's definitely been a time for sure. But that's pretty much what's been going on with me. Oh, wait, I forgot to tell you guys. So actually, I am going back to school. I recently enrolled in this course and I'm very excited about it. Little nervous, not going to even lie, because even though it hasn't been that much time since I graduated from college, I just have to get back into like that frame of mind of the grind of like, let me go post on this discussion board and let me go do this assignment and blah, 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 blah. So that has been taking my time. There was like orientation. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm a college freshman again. So I have been doing that lately. But besides that, that's pretty much what's been going on with me lately. So with that being said, I'm going to get right into my foodie likes. So my first foodie like comes from Aldi's and it's been their Simply Nature cauliflower crackers. You guys know that lately I have been a huge fan of cauliflower crackers. So when I came across these at the grocery store, I was super excited because A, cauliflower crackers can get kind of expensive. I'm not going to even lie. And so how much I like them, I was like, okay, I need to find an alternative to my cauliflower cracker addiction and figure out how I can save some coin while I am doing it. So I came across these and I was like, oh my goodness, like they're, you know, a good amount cheaper in comparison to the brand that I had been getting and they taste pretty similar. I've been getting the sea salt flavored ones and they're vegan and they're gluten-free and they're certified non-GMO. And I really just love the flavor of them and like the fact that I can have a lot more of them and have like the calories 
not be as much as a regular cracker. And so I have been really snacking on these a lot lately. Just when I am watching like The Bachelorette or things like that, when I'm in the mood for something that's a little bit more crunchier, um, but I want something that is a little bit more healthier and being intentional when it comes to my snacking because I've been trying to be a little bit more intentional lately just because I don't want to just be eating a lot of white bread and a lot of white products in terms of the like ingredients not being necessarily the best and the healthiest considering that this is a cracker. So I have really been enjoying those lately and highly recommend if you are trying to find a healthier alternative to crackers. Uh, my next foodie like comes from Whole Foods and it's their wild smoked salmon salad. Oh my gosh, the salad is so good. Now I will say that even though it is really good, smoked salmon is salty. So be aware that if you are going to try this and you can have salmon, that it is going to be salty. But it is definitely worth it and you don't even really need to have that much at one time because of the salt content of it being smoked. Um, but it's really good like putting it on like wasa crackers or having it with my cauliflower crackers. It's just a really good kind of like appetizer like snack to have. I still really just love the overall flavor of it and the consistency of it. And it just tastes nice and super and fresh just like how you would expect for it to taste so those are my foodie likes that I want to talk to you guys about so now I can get right into the allergy news so this allergy news article is titled why you shouldn't rely on honey for allergy relief so there are some online websites that have been reporting that eating local bee honey is a popular home remedy that's used by those with allergies, but experts have other thoughts about using honey for allergy relief. According to the Cleveland Clinic, in this article, they talk about how people have allergic reactions when the body has, you know, a reaction to an invader, such as like pollen. And like I've talked about in multiple episodes, that triggers a defensive response by the immune system. And so there is this one website that wrote that honey is publicized as a simple way of alleviating seasonal allergies because of it containing pollen and when it's ingested then that can help the body to be able to build up a resistance over time and so the bbc science focus they disagreed with that note and cited a study that was out of the university of connecticut from 2002 that sampled three types of honey and they all failed to make an impact on hay fever reactions and the publication they shared that the pollen contained in honey is actually from flowers and they are not responsible for the majority of seasonal allergy symptoms generally that's caused by trees and grasses eat this not that agreed that honey is not an effective remedy for allergies and really just goes on to explain that it contains such a small amount of pollen that its effect is pretty negligible. Just this publication just goes on and on to say that people who are extremely sensitive to pollen may actually suffer adverse effects from eating honey as the pollen contained within it can actually cause an allergic reaction itself. So in this article, pretty much the bottom line is that even though local honey may be a great addition to, you know, different teas that you may have, whether it's iced or hot, you know, it's not necessarily a cure for your seasonal allergies. And it's interesting that, you know, 
there are so many different sides to this argument of whether or not honey can actually help with being able to provide allergy relief. Just because I've heard that old saying, I've even heard it from my own grandparents, where they're like, eat the local bee pollen or eat the local honey that's where you live because it'll be able to help with your allergies. And it's something that's just been said over and over and over again. But it's just interesting hearing, you know, some people be like, yeah, like it can help. And then there's like studies that are like, well, like, you know, not really. So it's definitely interesting hearing people's perspective on this topic because I've heard just so many different sides to it. Definitely I'm interested in how you all view the whole topic of whether honey or even bee pollen can really help with providing relief for your allergies. So definitely send us a message on the Oh My Allergies Instagram page just to tell us your thoughts. As always, the allergy news article that's talked about in each episode is linked in our show notes. But with that being said, we can get right into the meat of today's episode, which is can you actually be allergic to Christmas trees? Well, that's what we're going to get into in today's episode. So like I said, in today's episode, I am going to be talking all about Christmas tree allergies. Do they exist? Do they not exist? and what you can do to just help yourself breathe easier during the holiday season. So I know most of us typically tend to think of, you know, the birth of Jesus, Christmas, spending time with family, you know, things like that in the month of December. But December is sometimes associated with symptoms like uncontrollable sneezing fits, itchy, watery eyes, and even runny noses that just seem to really just come up when you are around Christmas trees or other things like reefs, garland, things like that. And actually, a spike in respiratory related emergency visits around Christmas caused experts to really just take a closer look at what could possibly be related to these symptoms. And so they discovered that cold, flu, and asthma type symptoms during the holiday season may have their root cause in Christmas trees. But it's generally not the actual tree itself that's really causing these Christmas tree allergies, you know. So just to break down what an actual Christmas tree allergy is, a Christmas tree allergy, or also known as Christmas tree syndrome, is an allergic reaction to certain types of mold that is commonly found in live Christmas trees. And so a reaction can go from something being more on the milder side or something that is more severe and in a hurry and it can cause upper respiratory issues. So some symptoms include like coughing, wheezing, sneezing, sinusitis, watery eyes, your throat swelling up, and fatigue. So like I said, I would be talking about in this episode, can Christmas trees actually cause allergies. Now, if you notice your allergy symptoms tend to ramp up each year when you are putting up your live Christmas tree in your home, you probably are starting to think about whether or not you're actually allergic to the type of tree pollen that it contains. And that maybe possibly pine pollen could be that culprit. Now, pine pollen, it can be an allergen, but studies say that it's probably not the reason behind your winter allergy symptoms. And that's because pine pollen is only produced in the springtime when trees reproduce. And it is typically really just gone by the time you bring a Christmas tree into your home. And so that is why 
why the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology considers pine tree allergies and even Christmas tree allergies to just be two completely separate conditions. So I know that you're probably thinking, okay, well, if pine tree pollen is not responsible for my Christmas tree allergies, then like, what the heck could it be? And so that answer is kind of a little bit more complex. So if your tree is triggering, you know, allergy symptoms, like the ones I mentioned before, like getting in sneezing fits, you know, feeling that fatigue, the itchy, watery eyes, you know, symptoms like that, you may be sensitive to one of the following. So real trees can harbor mold. So mold spores, you know, mold can grow on real trees and actually also artificial trees that are stored in either humid or damp places like a garage, an attic, or even like a basement. Um, Real trees can also harbor dust, dust mites, and insect droppings. So whether you have a real tree or a fake tree, dust and insect debris can easily gather on a lot of the different crevices that are in the branches. And so decorating or moving your tree can often really just stir up any of those allergens that have just accumulated on that tree and can cause your allergy symptoms to just really just flare up. Real trees can also harbor pollen, weed pollen in specific. You know, weeds reproduce in the fall, meaning that weed pollen is often just floating around in the air around the time that pine trees are being cut down to be used during the holiday season. So that's something you also have to think about when you're getting a real tree. Um, Another thing you have to think about is the tree sap. You know, Christmas tree sap, it contains a material called colophony, also known as rosin. And that can cause a poison ivy like rash in people who tend to be more sensitive when it comes to like their skin. This type of a rash, it can typically start to appear maybe like one or two days after you're first touching the tree. So it's more of like a delayed reaction when you're coming across that tree sap. And that's something that is not really uncommon when it comes to allergens. I think one big major misconception is that every allergic reaction has to be immediately after you have come across the allergen, when that's not always the case all the time. You know, sometimes a reaction can happen immediately, and then sometimes it can happen a little bit after the fact. Something else that could be why you are experiencing like allergy symptom is like terpenes and also pinins. Do you know these compounds? They are responsible for that pine tree smell that we all tend to love and associate with Christmas trees. And so for some people, they can actually be allergic to that scent and start to develop allergy symptoms when they are exposed to that. And then another factor as to why you may be sensitive around Christmas trees is chemical sprays. Some Christmas tree farms, they spray their trees with chemicals such as like pesticides, and that can cause your eyes to get irritated and even your skin to get irritated. And then also there are fake snow sprays that can also trigger allergy symptoms in some people that are sprayed on trees which is really just stuff you don't think about when you're going Christmas tree shopping you're more so like into like oh like does this tree look full enough you know am I getting my money's worth you know am I getting like a Charlie Brown type of tree like that's not really the vibe I'm going for you know those are the types of things that you're thinking about when you're going Christmas tree shopping you're not really thinking about oh well you know maybe there's mold on the tree and that triggering my sneezing or whether there's dust mites or insect droppings or weed pollen or tree sap or terpenes 
and things like that. Like those are just not things that I typically am thinking about when I'm going Christmas tree shopping. And not only can, you know, these types of allergens really affect the way that you breathe or your nose being stopped up and congested, but it can also affect your skin. You know, some people can have contact skin allergies, contact dermatitis to the terpene, which is found in the sap of trees. And the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology, they caution that even artificial trees can actually trigger allergies since they also harbor dust and mold and that many artificial trees they are made of PVC and that can actually emit toxins into your indoor air and really just irritate your lungs so not only do you have to think about you know okay like is it affecting you know my nose and my way of breathing and things like that in terms of your allergy symptoms but also your skin so really there's just a lot more that should go into Christmas tree shop and then like oh like is it fluffy enough you know you have to be mindful of like the bigger picture if you have allergies because there's so many moving parts and factors to Christmas trees and allergies and the relationship between the two and it's just so interesting and fascinating to me how you can actually be allergic to Christmas trees and even artificial trees and there's just so many things that you have to think about and be intentional about when you are going Christmas tree shopping if you have allergies you got to think about like okay you are bringing whether it's a real or a fake tree into your home you know what can you do in order to make sure that your living space and environment is safe for you your health and your allergies and making sure that you can do whatever you can to be able to minimize your allergy symptoms or be able to not have to deal with them at all so that kind of gets to my next point of okay I've mentioned all of these good details and drops of information that can be helpful when you are going Christmas tree shopping as a person with allergies and things to think about okay like how can I minimize or prevent allergen exposure so if you are a person who is like okay Valencia I hear everything that you're saying but I still want that real tree so what can I do in order to be able to make that happen so before you bring your Christmas tree into your home you really just need to give it like a good like shake like shake 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 like Taylor Swift says to really just help with being able to get rid of some of the dust or the pollen or really any other allergens that may have settled in the branches of those trees and make sure that you are wearing a face mask when you do that just because it kind of defeats the purpose of you shaking your Christmas tree and having potential allergens get into the air and possibly get into your airwaves and really just start an allergic reaction for yourself so you're going to want to wear a face mask when you do that just to make sure that you are not putting yourself in harm's way of your allergens. Another good tip is to either wash your tree slash hose it off. So in addition to washing off allergens like mold and pollen, you're gonna wanna hose down your tree because it can also help with removing any lingering dirt and also just really make sure that your tree is sparkling clean before you just start decorating it. And to help with preventing any mold growth because it's like, okay, let's see, I'm washing this tree, I'm hosing off this tree but like water bacteria mold that's just a recipe for disaster so what you're going to want to do to prevent all of those horrendous things from happening you're going to want to make sure that your tree is completely dry before you bring it indoors because you're just going to start a whole nother issue that 
you didn't mean to have happen. So when you're like washing your tree, spray off your tree with the water, allow it to dry overnight, whether that's in like a garage or some isolated place like that before you put it up. And like I said, that's going to help with being able to get rid of that loose mold and pollen that's on the tree. Also using a veggie wash I saw online could help with being able to remove even more mold and pollen than just spraying the water alone. It can also help with removing any residue of like any pesticides and things like that that were actually sprayed on the tree. So another tip is using a leaf blower to blow the tree off. So a leaf blower, it can actually help you get even more dust and pollen off of your tree, which is crazy, before bringing it inside. And then plus, it's also a great way to dry off your tree after you wash it. So you can also use like a vacuum or air compressor and also wear a face mask while you do it because again, it kind of defeats the whole purpose of you doing all these things to get rid of and minimize potential allergen exposure. And then you expose your allergens when you're blowing them all up your nose. Like, that just defeats the whole purpose of what you're trying to do. So it doesn't make sense. Another tip is to set up your tree outside, which I actually think is a pretty smart tip. You know, if you really just love the look of a Christmas tree, but your allergies are like, no, they're like really just like, I am not playing with you. And they're really just getting in the way of you being able to enjoy like that Christmas hallmark like spirit, then try setting up your tree, like either like on your porch or in front of a large window. And then you can enjoy the tree while sitting indoors and you don't have to worry about that pollen or dust trying to get in the way of you being able to celebrate Christmas. So to win win, you get to see the pretty tree, but you also get to be safe at the same time. I don't really think that's a bad idea if you are able to do something like that, especially if you have like a fenced off backyard or you have a gate in the front of your house. So your tree doesn't get messed with. So it's kind of like a win-win. Another tip for being able to minimize your allergen exposure is to protect your skin when you are just dealing with your Christmas tree. So if you are allergic to tree sap or you just have sensitive skin in general like myself, then you might want to consider wearing gloves and also long sleeves when you are preparing your Christmas tree and decorating your Christmas tree. And also making sure that you are changing your clothes immediately after you are done working with your tree just to make sure that you are fully getting rid of any potential allergens that you were exposed to. So another thing that you can protect is also your air. So moving your air purifier to the room where your Christmas tree is at can really just help with being able to remove allergens from the air in your home. So now that I've talked about real Christmas trees a lot. I kind of want to shift gears and go into talking a little bit more about artificial trees. So when it comes to artificial Christmas trees, really the number one way to just help with avoiding allergen exposure is really just being a stickler for properly storing your Christmas tree because artificial trees, they can really just hold on to dust and mold since they spend lots of years just sitting around in boxes. So to really help with that dust and mold growth and just really minimizing it as much as you can is to really store your artificial tree and like a cold dry place when it's not in use putting the tree parts and like a sealed bag or in containers that can really help with furthering protecting them and then when the Christmas season rolls around again you just wipe them down with a dust cloth or you just take them outside you hose them off if they're not pre-lit of course if they are pre-lit then obviously that's recipe for disaster you don't do that but if 
they are not pre-lit, then you can hose them off, do all the things I talked about earlier. It's a win-win for everybody. And you're making sure that you're putting your health and your allergies first. Another thing you're going to want to do when it comes to getting an artificial Christmas tree is making sure that you're choosing a tree with less off gassing. So nowadays, a lot of artificial trees are actually made of molded polyethylene instead of that PVC that I referred to a little bit a while ago, which may have lower levels of off gassing. And so these types of trees are very realistic and they do tend to be, you know, a little bit more expensive than PVC trees, uh, which is crazy. And this is something that I've thought about whether it comes to products like these or even, you know, food. Like, I just don't understand why the things that are more beneficial for you and your health and your body cost more than the things that actually could possibly do damage to your body. That's just one thing that I just can't really just get over. And the thing that I just don't understand about our society is why the things that are supposed to be healthier for us or really can help with being able to minimize exposure to toxicity and things like that, why that costs more. I don't understand. But I digress. But you're gonna wanna know what you're buying before you order it or before you're trying to put this big old Christmas tree into your shopping cart if you're shopping in person. Or alternatively, you can just buy your tree just very early and just set it up to off gas somewhere away from your main living spaces, such as like maybe like in a shed or in a garage to be able to help with getting rid of that toxic gas, which I believe should not even really be in products like this anyway because everybody tends to get Christmas trees during the holiday season so it's like why would you put things that could be toxic to people and products that are going to be in their home for months I just don't understand I just literally do not understand but another thing that you should keep in mind in terms of allergies and with the Christmas time and the holiday season is that Christmas trees are not the only holiday decorations that can really harbor unseen allergens. You know, these are things that can be found in wreaths and garlands and also in ornaments. These are all things that can accumulate dust and mold spores from being stored. And so you're going to want to try cleaning off all of those decorations outside or even in a well-ventilated area before putting them up to be able to help with minimizing your allergen exposure from those things as well. So speaking of all of this Christmas tree talk, I know you're probably thinking, okay, Valencia, you're talking about all of these things about all of these real and fake Christmas trees. Well, what is actually the best Christmas tree for allergies? Like I want a Christmas tree. I want to get in the holiday spirit, the Christmas spirit. I want a tree. So can you tell me something? Can you help me out? So tip number one is to buy a different type of of real live tree. So if you are dealing with respiratory irritation to pine trees, you might want to try another species of a tree. So you might want to try a spruce, you might want to try a cypress, things like that. Some people prefer the conchlor fir, aka a white fir, uh, while others tend to want to lean towards a Leyland cypress or an eastern white pine. That might be good for people who have allergies 
or are sensitive to tree scents. Now I will say that if you are looking for a specific type of tree, you might want to identify that early on so that you can start your search kind of early to be able to find the type of tree that you're looking for in an area that's close to you and be able to kind of have that plan in place so you're not like the day before Christmas trying to figure out where you're trying to find this con color fur and you're like trying to like locate it in like your local town and then you find out you got to go over like two towns over and it's just a hot mess and you're like stressing and you're like I need a picture of my life to be like this Christmas Eve and blah 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 so make sure that if you are going to buy a different type of live tree that you have like kind of like a concrete plan in place um another good tip is to really just research before before you lean towards getting an artificial tree. And I know artificial trees, they might seem like they're the safest option. They tend to be the easiest option in terms of not having to deal with, you know, branches falling off of your tree or having to, you know, deal with pick up the tree and kind of deal with trying to, you know, discard the tree once you're kind of done with getting in the Christmas spirit. The Christmas Tree Association actually warns that some brands may be made with materials that can cause sinus infection. And additionally, many artificial Christmas trees, they can, like I said, give off that gas of volatile organic compounds, so VOCs, that are used in the manufacturing process of artificial trees. So you're going to want to consider looking for an artificial tree that is made without PVC or brominated flame retardants. And both of those things are known for causing adverse health effects. Now, unfortunately, finding an artificial tree that kind of meets those requirements is not the easiest. It's not as easy as it should be. But there are some trees that are out there that are made with PET plastic instead of PVC. But... If you love the holidays, but you kind of dread this whole thought of like suffering through allergies for Christmas and throughout the holiday season, you probably have a lot more options than you think. So whether you decide to go with a live Christmas tree, an artificial one, or one that is made of something new and unexpected and you kind of get creative and go the DIY method and maybe you might want to create like a Christmas tree that's made out of books or candles or things like that, you know, there are a few different simple precautions that can really just make a difference for the air that you breathe and kind of make the holiday season with Christmas trees a little bit more bearable. But hopefully you all found this episode to be just really helpful and insightful and interesting. Like I say in my episodes like this, I am not a doctor, I'm not a healthcare professional. These are things that I know just based off of previous experience and doing research. And I encourage all of you all that listen to the podcast to do your own research as well. Um, But really, these types of episodes are really just for educational purposes. It really helps me to learn about a lot more allergies that are out there and really help me to be able to better manage my own allergies and potential things that could be allergy triggers for my environmental allergies or different things that I just need to kind of just be mindful of. Like now I know like when I go Christmas tree shopping in the future, what are some things that I need to keep in mind of when I'm looking for a Christmas tree, whether it's real or artificial? So like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure that you are subscribed to the pod on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Hopefully it is a five-star rating. Make sure you follow us on our Oh My Allergies Instagram page, which is 
like I said, at all my allergies. Keep on sharing the podcast with people you know and don't know. And I will talk to you guys in uh, the next episode. Bye, guys.